Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. And now I'm supposed to do this? <laughs> well, that's, I love you guys and oh. You know, I'm definitely, I love birthdays. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's another day. No, it's a big day, right? Like, I'm a Gemini. I mean, come on. (laughs) It's crazy season. (laughs) And, um, you know, I turned 30. And so I was thinking to myself, and I'm like, wow, this is a whole decade that has gone by of my 20s. And, you know, as I sat with myself and I really meditated and prayed with God and I really asked what you know, how am I feeling today? What's going on? And all I heard was just, I'm content. I'm so content with my life and how I'm experiencing it. You know, there's ups and downs. If you ask me today, I'll tell you, I live the best life ever. I have the most amazing partner. I have such a beautiful community. I love what I do. I love my family. And most of all, I really love the God in me, which makes me love me even more. Right, but there's ups and there's downs. I've lost people this year. I've probably lost jobs. There's been, you know, a lot of things that have happened. But it's through the experience, right? It's how I've decided to experience this life that I'm content with. It's the fact that I trust in God so much now that even when things aren't going my way, I know they're in my favor. And I know that God is working with me and in and through me, but I have to surrender. And it is through my contentment truly that it makes me realize just how blessed I really am, right? Because it allows me to take a moment and just recognize all that I have. And even all that I don't have, because that means there's more to have, which is awesome. The abundance is there. And I wanted to share with you today, I think sometimes when we start to think, oh, we're so content, then it's like a complacency thing. But being content doesn't mean that you don't have desires. And it doesn't mean that God doesn't have more for you or want more for you. I think it just means that right now you're here and you get to experience it, love it, feel it, and really appreciate this very moment. And I say all that to just bring up, I would have never gotten there if I didn't go within myself. And this practice of centering prayer is so important for your well-being. You know, I'm always really chill about it, but this is something y'all got to do. You need to meditate, my friends, because (laughs) You do. You know, I hate saying what you have to do, but this is the one thing that now with my wise age, you know, I'm 30 now. I'm so so wise. 
Meditation is everything. Connection with yourself, praying with God, centering yourself. Know who you are by going deep within that stillness. There's no greater gift that you can give to yourself. And in return, you're going to give that gift to all those around you. So sit with me in a moment of stillness here, my friends. Allow your eyes to close. Allow the spine to be nice and long. And take some deep breaths with me. Slowly inhaling, nice, big belly, really filling up. And vocally exhaling. Again, we slowly inhale, nice, big belly, really fill up. And vocally, continue this breathing at your own pace. And allow your shoulders to come down just a little bit more. Unclench your jaw. Start to release all tension that you're holding. Allow this very moment to be open and free. Let's let go of the past. Let's let go of our worries of the future. And let's allow ourselves to be right here, right now, connected with the very life force that is our breath. Let's connect with the energy within us, our greatest source. Allow God to enter your being. Allow the love that God has for you to fill you up. Take a moment with each breath to go deeper and deeper within yourself. This stillness, this peace is the way to connect with God, to connect with yourself, to tap in and connect with all that is around you. The deeper we go, the more we understand how connected we truly are. There are no separations. We are all one from one source, one love. As we move now into our heart, We let go of the mind a little bit more. We release our need to attach to all the thoughts, all the responsibilities, and all the identities we hold. Now we become free to experience ourselves in our fullness, 
experiencing all the power within you, all the abundance without any limitations. You are one with this creator. You are one with the divine. Honor that so deeply by honoring all that you are. Accept all that you are. And understand that God forgives you and loves you just as you are. Take this moment to do the same for yourself. We silently affirm, I am love, I am whole, I am free, I am enough, I am worthy. I am abundant. I am content because I am filled with all of God's love. When I move through my heart, There are no limitations the mind can set on me. I am infinite, for I am a child of God. As we affirm this, we take a nice, deep inhale. Really fill up your belly nice and big. Allow the breath to rise up, shoulders back. And we vocally, with a big smile, exhale. May peace and love always be with you. When you're ready, you may blink open your eyes. Amen, my friends. What's up, everybody? How are we feeling? Mm. Kind of tired. If I'm honest, I'm a little hungover. It's an emotional hangover from the men's retreat, guys. It was uh, such a beautiful experience to see men bear their souls with one another. And uh, the last two days has been a reminder to me of just how important 
of a work it is that we're doing here at Heartway, creating safe spaces for people to show up as their authentic selves. It's so hard for us to find spaces where we can show up as our authentic self because we as human beings are so judgmental towards each other. And we judge each other because we judge ourselves. We're so harsh with ourselves. And even amongst family, especially amongst family, even amongst sometimes the people that we're closest to, there are moments when we feel like we cannot be ourselves. We cannot show ourselves. And one of our deepest needs as human beings is the need to be seen, to be understood, to be valued and affirmed for who and what we are, even if who and what we are in this moment is a mess. And quite frankly, I don't think we ever get to the point where who we are in this moment is anything other than a mess. And so the journey begins first by giving to yourself what other people um, fail to give you at times, which is self-acceptance and self-love. And a lot of us, we can't even fathom what it would be like to give ourselves acceptance and love. We don't know what acceptance and love is. And so we turn to God and we receive God's love. We receive God's acceptance. And from there, we give it to ourselves. We give it to others. Something funny happens when you start doing that. You start seeing that same acceptance and love being reciprocated to you in ways that you couldn't imagine. And even when it isn't, you're okay. You're, you're established in, in something strong and sturdy. You have a foundation. And that's what we're doing here. We're building our foundation. So today, I want to share with you a little bit about the path of spiritual formation. That's actually what's bringing all of us together here. This is a community that is walking on a particular path. We are being formed as individuals into the image and likeness of God, becoming the most loving versions of ourselves. And so I want to begin by giving you a definition of this phrase, spiritual formation. I define spiritual formation as the process of transforming the human personality through the integration of spiritual truth into ordinary life. And I'll say it one more time. Spiritual formation is the process of transforming the human personality through the integration of spiritual truth into ordinary life. So the first step on this path is waking up. Waking up from our illusions, waking up to the truth of who we are, waking up to God. But once we've had a spiritual awakening experience, which, by the way, can come in a myriad of different forms. It may or may not be through your form, your religion, your path, many different ways that God can touch a human soul. But when God does, when we experience spiritual awakening... The next step from there is to learn how to embody the realizations that we've made into our everyday life. So what we've typically referred to as salvation in the Christian context is about seeing the truth. What I'm calling formation is about living the truth. Because when it comes to spirituality, truth is not known unless it is lived. If it isn't experiential for you, then it isn't real to you, even if you say it is. 
However, integrating spiritual truth into everyday life can be a very long, difficult journey. Because our beliefs, our attitudes, our habits are deeply ingrained in us. And it takes a whole lot of patience and love and discipline and intentionality, most importantly, vulnerability, to begin to see change. But that's the good news. We don't come to God by doing everything right. We come to God by doing things wrong and growing from it, which means you don't have to beat yourself up for being human. I was sharing with some friends of mine recently about um, how oftentimes being in this role, right, being a spiritual leader, whatever that means, pastor, oftentimes uh, makes me feel like I don't even have the freedom to make the mistakes that Everybody else does because there's so many eyes on me, right? And I have to constantly remind myself, it's okay to be human. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to be honest about the screw-ups and the mess-ups. Now, not everybody got to be in my business. <laughs> and not everybody needs to be in your business, but at least to find a, a, a core group of people that you can bear your soul with. That goes such a long way. People who can affirm you in your humanity. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get off track. That is a part of the deal of what it means to be human. What counts is the overall trajectory of your life. What is the direction that you're going in? That's what ultimately matters. I read a quote the other day that stood out to me so much. It said, even God doesn't propose to judge a man until his last days. So why should you and I? See, we, we see people fail in a moment, and then we take that moment, that low moment, and we define them. And their entire lives on the basis of what they did in one moment. We do that to ourselves all the time as well. If God doesn't dare judge a human being into the end of their life, who are we to do such a thing? What matters is, is the trajectory. Ultimately, what matters is the heart, the intention. And so the base material for all spiritual formation is your trauma and your failure. That's, that's literally what you're working with. And in light of that, it's important to recognize that transforming yourself as a human being is going to involve a lot of pain because you're dealing with your trauma and your failure, the stuff that we don't want to talk about, the stuff that we want to ignore, the stuff that we rather leave in the dark. We don't want to bring that stuff to the light. It takes a whole lot of courage to release pent-up emotion. It takes a lot of strength to face your past. Facing the skeletons in your closet is not easy. And the truth is we normally don't even begin this process until we feel like we have to. And we usually don't feel like we have to until life starts hurting so much that we have no other choice but to cry out for a lifeline. The suffering gets so bad that 
we have to start asking bigger questions about what it means to be human and what the meaning and purpose of our individual existence is. This is why eventually those on the spiritual path come to see their darkest moments as the most pivotal and transformative moments of their entire life because those moments are the moments that become the catalyst for our change and transformation. If I wouldn't have gone to rock bottom, if I wouldn't have come to the end of myself, I wouldn't be asking the questions that I'm asking. I wouldn't be desiring the change that I'm desiring. I wouldn't be looking for help. And this is why we say often, it's a part of our, our rule of life at Heartway, which you can find in the seat back in front of you. I encourage you to take one of those and look at that because we are, we are doing the Jesus thing in a very unique way. And I hesitate so much to, to even use the label Christian because of how people perceive that and judge that. And I feel like it's such a waste of time to have to try and explain that we're not those kind of. <laughs> I'm tired of it, at least. So look at that, because that'll show you a little bit. But one of, one of the principles in our rule of life is that our greatest teachers on the spiritual path are love and suffering. Those are your greatest teachers. Life is suffering. So if you want to enjoy life, somehow, some way, you have to find a way to find joy in your suffering. And the only way that I know how to do that is by using suffering as a tool for spiritual growth and self-development. Because when you learn how to do this now, anything that you go through is no longer in vain. All of the pain, all of the suffering, it's no longer meaningless. It's all serving a higher purpose, a higher meaning. You start to see your suffering as something that's there to serve you by enlightening you. It's there to serve you by waking you up to yourself, by showing you where you're stuck in your thinking. But you gotta be willing to get your hands dirty you got to be willing to sort through all of that emotional and psychological baggage that you've been carrying for so long. That's where the key to your freedom is. The mythologist Joseph Campbell says, the treasure that you seek is in the cave that you're afraid to go in. you got to be willing to go there. Everything that you're going through right now in your life is divinely designed to set you free. You're going through what you're going through, which means you have to go through it. There's no way around it. The obstacle is the way. Eliminate the idea that you shouldn't be going through this or that this could have been avoided. You will get stuck there for a long time. You're here. It's here. It's happening. Now the question is, how do I find freedom in this? Not freedom from this. Freedom in this. Because spirituality is not about escaping your problems. It's about finding peace in the midst of them. I want to read to you a passage of scripture in 1 John. And I want to talk about desire for a little bit. Because one of the obstacles that gets in the way of our spiritual formation is our desire. The things that we desire as human beings. 1 John chapter 2, it says, The world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see 
and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from God, but from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Your life is ordered around your desires. What you desire is what you chase. What you chase is what you value. And what you value shows who you are. I really want to emphasize that desiring physical pleasure, wanting stuff in the world, worldly things, being ambitious is not bad at all. All of these things are natural. They're there to be enjoyed in moderation. But when we crave these things to the point of obsession, when the desire for pleasure and possessions becomes what is ultimate for us, like this is what I'm living for, that's when they become a great source of suffering in our life because now we're chasing for satisfaction outside of ourselves. And we never get enough. We always want more. We never feel like we're fools. So we operate from a state of lack and emptiness, always searching, 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 searching. Everything that this world offers fades away. Here one moment, gone the next. So if your satisfaction, if your fulfillment in life is contingent on whether or not you have the object of your desire, and if what you desire are the things of this world, you're probably going to have a really unstable life because it comes and it goes. What can you actually really hold on to that can't be taken from you? The only thing you can desire in life that can never be taken from you once you have it and that you can always have more of is God. Look at this quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, it would seem that God finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Again, are these things bad? No, not at all. But if this is what you are living for, you're missing out on so much more that life has to offer to you. Look at what it says in Psalm 16. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, normally we don't associate God with pleasure. Right? Like religion has taught us that walking with God is about denying ourselves of pleasure. And sometimes because we get so obsessed with our pleasure and our desire, we have to go to the complete opposite end and just totally deny, totally reject all the pleasure. I can't, I can't even pass by that place. I can't even look at that thing. I can't even, because if I do, I'm just going to go right back into the mess that I'm in. And you may have to do that for a little while. But again, all of these pleasures are there to be enjoyed in moderation. You can enjoy the pleasures of this world. But what I've experienced is that walking with God changes what is pleasurable to you. It changes what you ultimately desire. So when your life is oriented around godly desires, for lack of a better term, or higher desires, what matters to you most in life is not what you possess, 
It's not how much social status you have. It's not how successful you are. What matters most to you is the person that you are becoming. So now the process of shaping and developing your character is what becomes most pleasurable to you. The experience of inner growth and healing, stepping into the fullness of your potential, self-actualization, seeing yourself unfold into the person that God created you to be, that is what matters most to you. And that progress, which again is filled with many ups and downs, sometimes you have to take three steps backwards before you can take a couple steps forward, but just being on the path is what brings you pleasure. Look at what Jordan Peterson says. He says, the better ambitions, which by the way, I love that phrase, because again, it's not about having no ambition. It's not about having no desire, right? The point isn't just to be a wall. There are better ambitions, better desires. The better ambitions have to do with the development of character and ability rather than status and power. Status you can lose. You carry character with you wherever you go and it allows you to prevail against adversity. Look at what it says in Romans chapter five. More than that, we rejoice in our suffering. Life is suffering. So if you want to enjoy your life, you have to find a way to discover joy in your suffering. We rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Because if you experience change and transformation, being the knucklehead that you are, you got hope for the rest of humanity. I have hope for humanity, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> on my better days. <laughs> but at least you get a little glimmer of hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the spirit who has been given to us. I have yet to find a better usage of my energy as a human being than in using it to build my character. Because when you build your character, you're building your strength and your stamina for life. And you're going to need it. Because life is tough. Life is hard. And when you're going through those really challenging, difficult moments in your life, and you're able to find within yourself the strength and the mental stamina to endure it, that brings you a sense of joy and fulfillment that is unparalleled. And by the way, this strength and, and mental stamina to endure suffering comes from being weak, allowing yourself to be weak. The strongest people in this world are the people who are willing to acknowledge their weakness. When I am weak, he is strong. So we can rejoice in our sufferings because all of our sufferings are adding to who we are. It all is playing a role in our formation process. So from this vantage point, 
you can actually be grateful for the suffering. You can actually be grateful for the heartache. You can be grateful for the pain. You can be grateful for the loss. And that's my idea of what it means to win at the game of life. When you can go through the pain, when you can look back at what you've been through, when you can be in the middle of it and be grateful. Because instead of allowing this to shrink you, you used it as a means to expand. Instead of shutting down when life got tough, you opened up. And that has been my mantra over the last eight months of my life, the most difficult time of my life, has been keep your heart open. Danny, just keep your heart open. And some people will take your heart and they'll throw it on the ground and do this. And I've had a lot of opportunities to shut down and be bitter and get mad and turn away and quit and give up. Keep your heart open. That's strength. That's power. That's fulfillment. That's meaning. That's joy. That's peace. So the last thing I want to say about this is if you really want to experience change and transformation in your life at a deep level, you have to make the decision to be all in. Like you can't be halfway about it. It has to be a radical sort of commitment that you want to make a change and transformation in your life. Like I'm, I'm going all the way with this. There has to be no other choice for you than this path. I'm all in. Once you make the decision to be all in, this is the ultimate desire. This is what I want most in life. Now life becomes your school. And every person that irritates you, every emotion that troubles you, every situation that you're going through now becomes your teacher. And the beautiful thing about life is that you always have the opportunity to reinvent yourself. That's what we're doing on this path of spiritual formation. We are reinventing ourselves. You are under no obligation to be who you were five minutes ago. You are under no obligation to be who your parents want you to be. You are under no obligation to be who your friends want you to be. And you have the total freedom right now in this moment to recreate yourself into the person that you want to be. The person that God desires for you to be. It's going to take a lot of work. Work, work, work. It's all grace, though. Please don't become one of these people who does all of this inner work, and now I'm better than those people who don't. And now you're a therapist to your wife. Right? No. No. This is about fixing you, not changing them. All, this is... Always and only about you. Other people's path is their path. And God may or may not use you to help them. You just be about it and let the chips fall where they will. Gonna take a lot of work. But what better use of your life could there be than to use it to become the most loving version of who you are? I don't know about you, but that's what I want to do with my life. I can find nothing 
more worthwhile than to do this. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are with us in this moment, shaping us, forming us, transforming us into the most loving version of ourselves. Help us to be able to see things from this higher vantage point. Develop in us better desires, better ambitions, better cravings. May we commit ourselves to walk on this path of spiritual formation so that we can find the ultimate pleasure in walking with you, in developing our character, in becoming better human beings. Heal us, God, so that through us you can heal the world. We're not perfect. We got a lot of problems. We got a lot of issues. This is going to take sometimes a while to dig into our baggage, to sort through all of the stuff, all of the pain that we've been carrying for so long. But God, we're going to start with just this first step of making the decision of being all in. We don't have to remain the way that we are. We can reinvent ourselves. We can be made new. With your grace, with your power, with your help, may this become a reality in our life. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I love you tremendously. I'm here for you. I want you to know that I'm here for you. Have a great rest of the week. We'll catch you next Sunday.